Well, hello. I want to welcome you to this episode of Plumbing Marketing Profits, where we interview uh, leading plumbing and HVAC business owners from across the country and kind of pick their brains and see what they're doing in today's economy to keep the phone ringing and to grow their business. And today we're, we're honored to be interviewing uh, Lori Castillo and, and Daniel Cordova of Daniel Cordova Plumbing. Uh, they are potentially, and this is just my conjecture because I, I can't back this up by statistics, but they are potentially one of the fastest growing plumbing companies in the United States. They were recently featured on Plumbing Mechanical as the truck of the month, and over the last three years, or probably a little bit less than three years, they've grown from a startup business with no customers and no revenues to the point where they're now going to hit a million dollars or more in less than three years. So this is really exciting stuff. We've interviewed a lot of people on the on the podcast, you know, talking about business owners that have been in business for 20 and 30 years. Uh, but today we have the the privilege of talking with a very fast-growing company that has done a lot of things right and uh, is starting to reap the rewards. So I want to welcome to the call Daniel and Lori. Hello. Good morning, Josh. Good morning. Hey, thanks you you guys so much for taking the time out of your busy schedules to to be on on this today's episode. No problem. We appreciate it. We are actually excited to talk to yeah. you. <laughs> Quite an honor. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. So let's start. If you could, just tell us a little bit about your business. And I know I gave a little bit of a background, but just tell us a little bit about how long you've been in business, approximate revenues, number of trucks, number of employees, you know, that type of that type of stuff. Okay. Uh, we've been in business as of August of 2013. Would have been two years, right? Yeah, so we are uh, our licenses of August 2013. We're currently running four four service trucks. Um, we have we have now we have four techs, including me. I'm one of the lead techs, and two girls in the office. So there's six of us total here at the shop. Beautiful. And um, and you think you're on pace to do about a million dollars uh, year to date in 2000 and, um, 2013? We're really really close. Okay. Beautiful. That's that's a major milestone. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we've definitely worked hard, and uh, I got to give it to my team. It's been an amazing year, that's for sure. Beautiful. So tell me a little bit about how you how you guys got started in business. Just a little background on you know what you were doing prior to starting your own company, and how you came to say, hey, let's start Daniel Cordova Plumbing and and make this thing happen. Okay. I actually grew up in the industry. Uh, grew up by a single father uh, who. My whole life, he was a plumber. So come weekends after school, holidays, it's funny. Uh, his employees and his customers were my babysitters. <laughs> so I was always out in the field in service trucks. You know, 10, 11, 12 years old, already out in the field working. So I grew up in it. I mean, I, this is what I this is what I've been doing since I was, since I was, you know, after high school weekends. I always grew up in the plumbing industry. Excellent. And so did you work with your dad and then start your own company, or did you just kind of jump headfirst into it? Did you work with another company? Tell me a little bit about that transition from, you know, employee, technician to, to business owner. Okay. Yeah, I actually grew up working with my father. My, my father was a lead tech at another company. He, well, they're no longer around. Um, he, was, he worked there for about 15 years. When I graduated high school and briefly went to college and and realized that wasn't for me, I convinced my father to start our own company, where me and him, well, actually, he started it, and I worked for him. And I did that for around seven years, 
and it, just, it, it wasn't for me. I, I knew then I wanted my own company. I wanted my name on the truck, and I, you know, I wanted my ideas to come into play. Uh, and I really wanted to fulfill my vision of owning my own company. Nice. That's that's awesome. So as we, I mean, as we think about you know how you're marketing the company and and the the fact that you grew so quickly, you know, I feel like there's really three core pillars to to marketing yourself for for success. And those three pillars are market, message, and media. You know, market, of course, being who you're selling to, who your ideal customer is. The clearer you are on who you're going to sell to, the, the better you can craft your messaging and the better you can select the media to, to reach that, that customer base. So I'm going to break down my questioning in, in those three areas. Media, the who, uh, I'm sorry, market, the who, media, the how, and message, the what, you know, what you're saying that makes you stand out. So let's start, you know, who would you guys say is your ideal customer, that ideal target market that you serve in your area? Well, our ideal target market, um, we definitely want to go after the, you know, the homeowner professional, you know, who really values our services. Okay. Um, we're still working on that. I mean, we're, that's still a work in progress. I don't even think we even hit our target market just yet. We're still, still working on that. Being such a new company. Uh, mm -hmm. We we you know we 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 we're really brief on resources, but yeah, our target market would be you know the Mr. and Mrs. You know homeowner who uh, who really cares about their home and you know who are professionals and really value our services. Excellent, excellent. And you know you could go deeper. You, obviously, you don't have to necessarily go deeper, but um, I mean you know who your customer is. It's the homeowner and the you know the professional that's not necessarily looking for. I mean, do you guys. You guys are going after the high end, the low end, or kind of kind of in between medium and high. Yeah, well, I'll sort of jump in. Um, our target market, you know, we've we've in the beginning it was just take what we can get sort of thing. Um, as a new company, nobody really knew who we were or what we did, and we had to get our name out there somehow. Um, in our service area, which is primarily the San Gabriel Valley in Southern California, um, it was hard to, you know, we couldn't just jump in and just reach for that specific audience, but we slowly took our time and built ourselves up and, you know, we classified, we sort of divided the market into three different uh, sections and said, okay, this is who we want, and right now we're sort of spread out between the three, and the three being, you know, tenants, um, and that, that, market which is the you know maybe a middle-aged homeowner who does value the work and then there's sort of a, a middle a middle audience of uh, the younger generation the yelpers the <laughs> people who are always online and social media and they're homeowners but they do a, lo a little bit actually a lot more research than that that middle-aged homeowner that you know we definitely want to target which is fine but we've learned how to work with each with each uh, audience, I guess we'll say. Um, so we're definitely fine-tuning that as we speak. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I, and I appreciate you elaborating on that because that's uh, I think that's a great insight. You know, knowing that there's a different mentality between the, you know, the 50-somethings and the whatever they call them now, Generation Ys, that are more social savvy and more online-based. Yes, oh, definitely. There definitely is, and it took us a while to really, really grasp that and and the differences. And 
we're still learning. You know, whenever we get a call in that's from a Yelp customer, we know that we have to treat them a little bit different than how we would a customer that we might get, you know, from a referral from, you know, some, an older customer of ours. So you have to approach each customer different based on their referral source or their marketing referral source. And that's one thing that we really, really strive to, to work towards. And we, they've, been, they've all been really beneficial for us. I mean, I, I you know, hearing other, other plumbing companies, you know, talk bad about Yelp, this, that, or the other, we've been able to reap the benefits of Yelp. I mean, don't get me wrong, I take a, you know, I'm walking on a fine line, and my techs are walking on a fine line when we knock on my Yelp customer's home, but we already, mm -hmm. you know, we know where to take the call. We, we know it's a Yelp customer, we know how to approach them, we know, we know how to get, get in with them, you know what I mean? And really, really, really uh, um, benefit from, from that aspect of, of marketing. Yeah, and so I think the key insight from this, from this portion of the conversation is really making sure you understand the target market and then making sure that you, you know, as you guys, if you're dealing with a couple different sectors, make sure you know how to treat them specific to the way they want to be treated. Exactly. Uh, uh, oh, definitely. You mean, you, I mean, a, a Yelp customer is not going to appreciate the same the same thing as a customer who saw our sign on the billboard on the freeway. You know, so mm -hmm. they're 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 definitely definitely a different different customer. Yep. Awesome. Great great stuff. And so the next piece, you know, now that we've kind of identified who we're selling to, the you know the the, the homeowner willing to pay for the services, um, we want to make sure we craft a message that resonates with them and. And that all comes down to what your what your message is and what your unique selling proposition is. And you know, it doesn't have to be broken down into one concise, you know, we're the number one plumber because XYZ, but it's more positioning. And so how are you guys positioning yourself uniquely in the eyes of your of your customer base or potential customer base? Well that um sort of started out right from the gates. We you know, we got our logo situated right out from the beginning and we made sure that the logo depicted um you know trust and confidence and and that's exactly what we try to portray our um i guess you can say our sort of slogan or motto is unmatched quality through traditional service and we really really stand behind that motto um and the way i try to explain it to people is that if you think of I guess what we, we only see in movies these days, but you think back when you had real servicemen, and by servicemen, I mean, you know, milkmen that came to your door dressed in a white uniform. Like I said, you only see that in movies these days, or, you know, the gas station attendants that would come and pump your gas with a smile, and that's the type of service that we strive towards. And we do that with every single customer. It, it doesn't matter where, the customer found us. We do that with every single customer, and that makes a world of a difference in a in a time when everything is so fast paced and everybody's on their phones. And customer service has sort of gone with the wind. You know, it's out the door, and we try our best to bring that back. And it really, really makes us stand out because, for some reason or another, it's one thing that these companies really lack. Yeah. So, so that, that's, that's wonderful, unmatched quality through traditional service, and you've really narrowed in on what that traditional service, what the visual connotation of that traditional service is. Um, and, and you spent a lot of time, you said, on branding and positioning yourselves as 
not just a guy in a single truck, but as a professional entity through a professional logo and uh, the, the the messaging that you're putting out into the market. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we get it all the time. We have people calling in, and they think we're a huge company. Mm -hmm. Even even just running, you know, two trucks, people thought that we were at some big business, but they, they thought we were a big operation. <laughs> yeah, they they think that we're some twenty truck operation, but you know, it was just a matter of right from the get go, we got our logo situated and we kept it consistent. I mean, I feel like we have a really strong logo. I feel like we have really strong and bright colors, definitely, that sort of stand out, the orange, the the bright green, and the blue. Um, mm -hmm. And we just kept that really, really consistent across the board uh, and really nailed down our branding with that. And we continue every day to make sure that that brand is represented in all aspects of the company. And about a year ago, we moved into a new shop, which is right off of the 10 freeway, um, okay. which is, you live in Southern California, you know, it's one of the high, you know, the most populated highways in our area. And we, the shop that we got has an actual, uh, actual freeway sign, a billboard. So we were able to utilize that and put that to work. And it's been amazing for us. I mean, when people already thought just by seeing our trucks that we're a huge operation, then they see this freeway sign go up, it's kind of just like, who are these guys, you know? Well, you know? What are they doing here type deal so that was actually pretty cool as well and it's definitely helped out with the branding and uh you know making us look really really professional give that professional image sure and was that part of the was that part of the lease or was that a special thing that you negotiated with the landlord that 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 i guess vert billboard basically that's right outside your building well what happened was that we had to completely restore that billboard <laughs> It was really trash, so we had to put a lot of money bringing it back up to date. So they were they were pretty uh, okay with us uh, with with us uh, utilizing that. Nice. Yeah. What a what a great you know what a great strategic thing to move into a spot that works for you, oh. but also that gave you the ability to have that level of exposure on a, on a super uh, oh. track highway. Yeah, ne ne never in my wildest dreams would I ever ever thought that I had my name on the freeway. It's pretty actually pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome stuff. So now we can talk about the media, you know, so this is what everybody thinks of when they think about marketing is, okay, you know, direct mail and yellow pages and like we just talked about billboards and wrap trucks, uh, but it's really important to spend the time on the front end to, like you guys did, think about the brand, think about what message you want to put out to that, that group of people, get clear on who you're selling to and why you're selling to that specific audience so that as you move to the media piece, the billboards and the websites and all of that stuff it's it's targeting a specific group of people with a very specific message so let's talk a little bit about the marketing mix what what types of things do you guys do and have you done over these last couple of years to grow so quickly what what's the mix of uh, marketing strategies that you have in play well as you know we we started out with sort of a, a zero budget almost um, string, right <laughs> so uh, my primary job was just, you know, aside from the first step was, you know, getting our logo locked down once we got that and designed some nice, really nice looking business cards, some brochures and got all of that printed. So that way we had something on paper. So it made us look a little bit more professional when, you know, it was just Daniel and myself in the beginning. So it made us look a little bit more professional when he would go out on the field. But um, with a zero budget, it's really, really hard to 
to work with. <laughs> but right. I, I knew myself that getting online was going to be the biggest thing. Myself, I owned my own business for a, a few years before that, and I did a lot of online marketing. Um, I actually, with the help of a friend, used my own somewhat graphic art skills and built up our website. Um, and that was the first major, major thing that I worked on, was just making sure that we had a website that relayed our brand. Now, it's been updated a couple times since then, but um, it's pretty much stayed consistent. And the website was the biggest thing. And the next thing with that was just the SEO. And I, I owe a lot of credit to you, Josh, and your team. We, uh, uh, we've done our homework on you way before we were yeah. <laughs> since the beginning, Josh. <laughs> As you know, we've been in touch for a while. And, you know, I, I pulled a lot of ideas from you. And with again, with zero budget, it was hard. So I had to do a lot on my own. So while Daniel was out on the field running the, the very few calls that we had. I think we were even scrambling calls off Craigslist. I mean, this is quite Oh, a yes. Quite, so, quite, so if we quite, go back to the back to the net net, you know, it's setting up the brochure, the logos, the business card, getting a good website, doing your own due diligence. And I know you, you spend a lot of time learning how to do SEO and how to set up the website right. Um, and then it sounded like some Craigslist ads. Were you posting those ads? Well, at, at the, like I said, at the beginning there was a zero budget. We had no money. Right. No. Uh huh. It was this was a turn of the, the economy was still down. You know, no, nobody was going to lend us a dollar. I mean that that was you know there was a no budget, absolutely no budget. So yep. yeah, we, we were wherever we can get a call, we'd run it. You know, we'd hang up door hangers when there was no calls. We'd do whatever it took. Yeah, Daniel and I. I Along with the business cards and the brochures, I printed up some door hangers and just to drum up any type of business. Daniel would, Daniel and myself, we put I put on my running shoes. He'd get ready. We get in a truck and go out and um, spend about two hours out in the field just hanging up door hangers. And as soon as we'd get one call, I'd go back in the office and continue working on the website and stuff in the office. And he'd go run the call and hope we got something out of it. <laughs> wow. That is, that is that is classic. That's beautiful. Yeah, and we, we did that for a while. You know, we'd have to go out every couple of days and hang up door hangers until we got that next call. And, again, I'd go back and we'd just continue working at it. But our, our website was definitely the first thing that we were very, very, you know, persistent on getting up and getting running. We wanted our to establish that foundation of being a legitimate company. And these days, if you don't have a website, you're not a legitimate company. So that was huge. We, we definitely so wanted before, to before right we back, talk about some of the other things you guys have done, um, I'd love to kind of pick your brain on on that door hanger. What does the door hanger say? Because it sounds like it wasn't, you know, I don't think you guys probably say this is your great strategy that grew the business, but um, it generated some business to help you guys get the ball rolling. What was the messaging on that door hanger? Yeah, um, actually, it, since the beginning, I've always had, and this goes back to our, our slogan as well, the unmatched quality through traditional service. I've always felt that the way to a customer's heart is by giving them free information. And Josh, I think you, you and your team do that very well. Um, and I think that was my main thing is, you know, give them free information, stuff that so they know that they can trust us. They can put their trust in us because we're already telling them, hey, look, this is this is free information. Take it. And, it, and if you do need us, call us. Um, so on that door hanger, on the back side of it, 
we had a list and it said something along the lines of five like tips or it was like um ten reasons T ten tips to avoid having to call a plumber. Yeah. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> so it was ten yeah. Thing, yeah, ten ten tips not or to avoid calling your plumber. And we just gave, you know, simple things like don't put grease down your your um kitchen sink, you know. Little things like that, that, but it was free information. And those were all eye catches. So, I mean, we, we got, we didn't get a lot of calls, but it, we got quite a bit of them. And, you know, and at, at that time, it was relevant. With, with the zero budget, it, it worked. You know, it got us where we needed to get the ball rolling a bit. Beautiful. And I'm glad I asked that question because it's really counterintuitive. You know, the average person would think, well, I need to drum up some business. I'm going to put out door hangers and I'll say, like, It'll just be a coupon, $10 off the service or something, and maybe that would work. And you guys took a completely opposite approach, which was how to avoid having to call a plumber, right? I mean, basically. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we we definitely try to take a lot, a lot of different approaches. I mean, out here in my area, it's a real competitive area, and there's there's guys putting numbers on their trucks as far as how much they'll come to your house for, and we've always been really against that, you know? Uh, sure. so we, we definitely take a different approach towards everything. Beautiful. And so as you guys have grown, what other things, if any, I mean, maybe, maybe the SEO and the website is, is all, what other things have you done in order to help stimulate growth and, um, you know, keep the phone ringing, help you guys continue to grow the business? Um, yeah, a lot. I mean, I will have to say that we really, really, really reaped the benefits of just being online primarily, um, really build, building out, you know, our, SEO, our website with SEO. Um, we pulled ourselves on social media, and a lot of people, you know, they in our industry, they sort of waver on so social media, but I told Daniel from the beginning, our reason for being on social media is not to gain business. It's not to get the phone ringing tomorrow. Our reason for being on social media is to stay in front of the eyes of our customers. You know, as long as they're seeing stuff come from us every day, every couple of days, that's important. So social media wasn't a big thing, but it's something that we've definitely kept ourselves on. I'd say using a lot of lead generation sites, um, such as HomeAdvisor. Um, we just got on Angie's list this year, you know, online directory sites. Um, Yelp has been actually huge for us. Um, but keeping with all of that, one of, you know, we did all of that, but at the same time, our retention marketing it wasn't it wasn't just big for us to go out and get customers our number one goal was to go out and get customers that we're going to keep and mm -hmm. so it it was a lot to do with how we treated our customers when we got there and mm -hmm. how we corresponded with them after and that and was tell me a bit about what what you guys did that retention piece of the equation yeah so one of the other pieces that we got printed right away was were some postcards, and the postcards basically just said, you know, thank you for for using our services. You know, if you ever do need to call us back, here's a a twenty dollar you know coupon off of any service, and nice. every postcard was handwritten. So they, they still are. <laughs> they still are. Yeah. Always, always will be. Yeah, they're handwritten. So. By handwritten, I just mean like the customer's information is handwritten and we also, you know, sincerely us <laughs> type <laughs> thing. That's all handwritten and it goes out to the customer. Um, so that's the first 
well, it's actually the second thing that they get. The first thing that they get is an email from us um, okay. saying thank you as well. And that was that was a tough one because um, in the beginning it was hard to get emails um, on Daniel's end and out on the field it was hard to get emails, but he sort of figured out how to explain it to the customer and now he doesn't go a day without getting an email from a customer and it's pretty awesome. And if I text I'll get an email, oh they're gonna hear it. <laughs> <laughs> but getting that, getting that email is sort of twofold. We're able to send them that you know, personal email thanking them again for their service, asking for online reviews. Um, but also we put out a monthly newsletter. And again, our monthly newsletter, much like social media, isn't to drum up more business. We don't plaster it with coupons and ads. We give free information, information yeah. and we make it fun. Um, there's one part on our newsletter that stayed consistent since the beginning and it has nothing to do with plumbing. I have a happy hour section <laughs> <laughs> All right. in, our, in our newsletter and it's just, I have a drink of the month every month and I give a recipe for it and our customers love it. Yeah, our customers absolutely love it. They'll, they'll email back asking for more recipes or even giving us recipes, you yeah. know. <laughs> it just makes, yeah, our customer, it just makes makes the relationship between us and the customer much better. They they they, they think of us like family and they, they don't hesitate having us over any time. Yeah. Wow. In fact one of our last newsletters was for Thanksgiving and one of our articles was, you know, don't invite your plumber over for Thanksgiving, meaning, you know, take care of your drains and don't have to call us on an emergency call on Thanksgiving. We got and, yeah. We got invited to so many. We got invited for so many dinners that that uh, <laughs> after that newsletter, <laughs> they're like, we want you over. Yeah. <laughs> and and it, one over, right? Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so definitely making that relationship with the homeowner, you know, building that trust, that value, where they really, really see us as family, part of the family. So a very strategic approach to once you get the customer, how do you get that customer to become a loyal fan that wants to use you again and refer you to their friends? And uh, so social media is a piece of that. Um, email marketing is a piece of that. Um, I like what you said about sending a thank you card, a physical thank you card in the mail, because in today's market, I mean, so few people take the time to send a personalized touch like that. So I'm sure that goes a heck of a long ways. Getting a card from your plumbing you know, provider that says, hey, thanks so much for your business. We really appreciate it. And here's a coupon off your next service. Definitely. Yeah. We, we actually do too. We do two postcards, right? Yeah, our first postcard that we send out goes out pretty much right away, and that one is thanking them for their services and offering them, you know, a discount. It's actually the first one is if they leave a review, we offer them a discount off a of future service. But the second okay. one we send out about two weeks later, and that one um, it introduces our customer referral and loyalty program, which that is actually in the process of being revamped, but it has always been, you know, if you refer a customer or, you know, if you ever utilize your services again, you automatically, you can reap the benefits of, you know, being a return customer with us. We, we value our return customers and we hold them in the highest degree. All right, so almost creating like that feel of membership. Now that you're, you know, now that you've used us, you know, there's a rewards program for referrals and a discount for using us again in the future. Yeah, and 
Actually, it's funny, and I, I, I don't even know if I should really touch on this, but I will. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, you know, with that, uh, speaking on terms of a membership, um, in the beginning, myself being new to the industry, I heard everybody talking about service agreements, getting people signed up on service agreements, and I kept telling Daniel, why aren't we doing this? Why? I don't get it. You know, we have to do this. Everybody's doing it. Why aren't we doing it? And I kept pushing him and kept pushing him. And finally, he pushed back and he said, this is why I don't do it. And his explanation was very clear and very honest. And it's the fact that we don't need our customers to buy a membership from us. We're going to gain their trust and keep them. And so far, we have. We've not, we've hardly lost any customers. And it's not, you know, they're a member because we make them a member automatically. We don't have to get them to sign a service agreement to agree to that. So it's one thing that a lot of people are surprised that we actually don't do. Hmm. And so it's almost like an implied, you know, every customer is just automatically enrolled in a service agreement, but they don't pay for it. It's just part of being part of the, the Cordova family. Exactly, exactly. And a lot of customers, you know, I mean, a lot of companies, they – the benefits of being a um, service agreement member are cheaper prices or faster service or, you know, all of this. And we give that to every single returning customer no matter what. So Beautiful. they don't need to buy into it. The only difference is, is that, you know, with a service agreement, they get um, a yearly inspection general, generally. We'll offer a free assessment. Um, but we make sure to take care of our returning customers because they're they're the gold of our of our business. You know, they're the ones who we don't have to work as hard at. We don't spend as much money to attain because they're already they already trust us. Right, right. And and I guess at this point, how much of your business would you say is repeat and referral based business versus net new? They found you from the billboard. They found you from uh, some other online source. Um, currently, it's about half, about okay. percent. Um, and as a n very new company, you know, we're just over two years old. Um, that's huge because yeah, that's outstanding. We started out with not a single customer, so mm -hmm. <laughs> for us to have a fifty percent retention rate and be where we're at and the numbers we're pulling currently. It's, it's a big deal. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. So one thing I want to come back to before we move past it was getting the emails. And, you know, you mentioned initially there was a big challenge. You know, out in the field the guys couldn't get the emails. And that something changed that helped you guys start to get the emails. Tell me a little bit, a bit about how, how you're wordsmithing it so that they do feel comfortable giving you that email address. All right, Josh, I'm going to be really honest on this one, and I'm going to tell you the truth, and I'm going to see Lori do her happy dance, all right? <laughs> um, you know, to be quite honest, it was, it was, all, it was all on the, on the field. It was all me. So it was just me and Lori, and she'd tell me, get emails, get emails, and I was always against it. I don't even think I had an email back then. Um, and she, and she, she, she was persistent, and she hounded me and said, get those emails. And, and I never did, and she would get mad until finally I started getting one or two. And then Lori was getting happy, you know, you know, she was my biggest cheerleader, get emails, get emails. And 
Finally, I think we had an emailing list of like 10 or 12 emails we had, right, Lori? Yeah. <laughs> Poor Lori sits in the office, you know, she, she's going all gun-ho on, uh, on this newsletter, you know, it does an amazing job, and they're still the same. We go back and look at them, they're still all the same. And she sends it out to like 10, 15 people were on our, our emailing list, right? Mm -hmm. And we get a response. We get a response. Someone, someone says, yeah, come back out, you know, and since that day, I've never missed an email. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute. So if we send this email, yeah, it yeah, results for business. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's definitely, definitely been a major key player in, in, our, in, our, uh, in, in building the businesses, getting those emails, you know, staying in front of the customers, doing follow-ups. I mean, we do an amazing job with that, with, with our email. And we utilize our email to its max potential. I mean, uh, we're really, really cautious of our of our emailing list. We don't we don't bombard our customers or give out give the email list to anybody else. We really respect mm -hmm. it, but we really utilize it to its, its maximum capacity. Beautiful. And then, so it really wasn't a change in in much else than just deciding, yeah, we want these emails, and I'm going to make sure I ask on a consistent basis to get them. Yeah, it's, it's funny because. Uh, Talking to other companies, I'm like, you guys do a newsletter? They're like, no. I'm like, you guys are out of your mind. <laughs> what do you mean you don't do a newsletter? <laughs> mm -hmm. So yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely been a key player, and it's, 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 it's fun. Customers love it, and, and, and it essentially doesn't cost you a thing. I think it was just, yeah, his, his mentality and understanding the value behind it is what changed and hint how he asked customers and. The key to getting them is number one, asking. You're not going to get it if you don't ask. So that that was the first step. And he'll even say, you know, every once in a while he has a couple of customers that are really resistant to it. Um, mm -hmm. But he lets them know, you know, we don't bombard our customers. It's not going to be like junk mail. You get it once a month. And if you don't find any piece of valuable information on it, then you know it's one click and you can unsubscribe. But he's really good now about portraying that value over to the customer. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it used to be half half of the battle on a service call was getting the email, but now we, we got it nailed down. I've, ta I've taught my technicians how to do it, um, and it's, 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 it's been amazing. We're actually switching over to uh, um, the way we're doing invoices. is going to be on tablets, so that'll be much easier in getting emails as well, right? Yeah. So, so Sure, because then you're telling them we're going to email you the invoice, yeah. and you don't even to explain anything it's just yeah. okay once, once, once we get on our tablets on our new on our new operating system it'll be much easier but it's definitely you need every email from every customer it's just as important as their address and phone number beautiful great great stuff and then at, at the moment you know there's a lot of email marketing systems out there um, what what tool are you guys using to house those emails and send those emails out um when I put up the website um my friend who really helped us get our website up and running he um he introduced me to a company called mailchimp yep and um i started with them and we've been with them since since then so yeah mailchimp's been our primary server for that and it's a great it's a great system you know so you've got all your customers names email addresses in there and then you push out your newsletter once a month through mailchimp and um, about how much time does it take for you to put that together on a monthly basis? Well, <laughs> um, you know, it'll. My assistant in the office, my my office um, assistant here, she's really stepped it up and has been helping me a lot with it since I've been a little tied up lately. But um, it'll take us a good. If you put all of our hours together, it's probably one full day. 
Um, okay. If that, we've gotten a little bit better at it. So. <laughs> oh, you guys don't skip on the newsletter. I mean, that's a serious newsletter. Oh and no, I, I start getting mad if I get my my newsletter in my inbox by the tenth. <laughs> nice. Well, great. Thank you for for sharing that because. Sometimes these little details get people caught up. I mean, they get the the idea. Okay, I need to send emails. I need to get email addresses. Um, well, you're just helping to you know connect the dots a little bit. You know, get Mailchimp or some other email system. And this is something you can do without you know without spending too 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 much time. Yeah, definitely. And it's worth it. You know, it, it generates additional business and it helps you grow. Um, so out of all of these different things that you're doing, the billboard, online, social, pay-per-lead services, paid online directory listings, what seems to be generating the most leads on a percentage basis of your, your net new type business? Um, our biggest, like I said, is just that retention marketing. Uh, mm -hmm. Everything that we do to keep our customers and make sure that they stay with us, that's obviously number one. But mm -hmm. as far as everything else, they sort of jump throughout the month, or from month to month. Um, you know, one month Home Advisor might be great for us, and the next month Yelp is. Um, and that's just sort of how it's played out. I would say, I mean, I can say Home Advisor and Yelp are probably our biggest. Um, probably our biggest. CEO is also great for us as well. SEO, yeah. SEO, I'm sorry about that. SEO is also great for us as well. Uh, so organic rankings and organic rankings and paper -click. Yelp. Yeah, they're, they're actually. I think they're probably a little higher than uh, Yelp and, and, and uh, Home Advisor. Well, yeah, definitely our our online, you know, our SEO and our, our organic, um, and also our pay per click. I mean, it sort of works hand in hand because we did start using pay per click about a year a year ago as well, and we invest quite a bit of money in that as well, but. Um, so yeah, online. But I, like I said, I definitely think that you know some months some some work a little bit better now. You know, Josh, we're happy that after about a year of utilizing your free information and help, we we did join with your team, Plumber SEO, and we've been very grateful for your help. It's been a relief and you know a little load off of my shoulders, not having to worry about keeping up with the SEO and. Um, we just started with you, but I, I have all the faith in the world and you and your team. And so, you know, as we mentioned in earlier conversations, we are so busy right now and very grateful for how busy we are. And I know we just started with you and we're a little worried. <laughs> <laughs> we're actually quite worried. <laughs> <laughs> that we might get an overload of calls, but, you know, we just hired two new techs and hopefully that you know, it can help make up for it. But yeah, I mean, I agree. SEO, um, Home Advisor. And Home Advisor has been has been has been uh, great for us. I mean, we we, we definitely definitely reached the advantages of Home Advisor. We have um, over a 60, 70 reviews on there. We do fairly oh. fairly well on Home Advisor. Um, Yelp. I think Yelp. Our biggest ROI comes from Yelp, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, we only pay them 350 for the amount of amount of uh, calls and and. Uh, um, profit we got off the Yelp is amazing. The ROI on Yelp is amazing. Angie's list. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of quite funny because talking to other co other companies that you know they love Angie's list and they hate Yelp, and we're actually quite the opposite. I mean, we try our best on Angie's list, but I, I, it might be the market of where we're at, but we don't do too too well on Angie's list, and we actually might. I want to cut it next year, but we'll see how that goes. 
Interesting. Well, well, first I want to thank you guys for for the shout out. We appreciate your business, and we we are really excited about taking taking that part with you to the next level. Um, but it's funny you do you guys do mention two online lead channels that are somewhat counterintuitive to what we typically hear: the Home Advisor and the Yelp. So I want to spend a little time unpacking that. So Home Advisor is a service where you guys basically pay on a per lead basis and the lead goes out to a couple different companies. You guys must be doing something unique in how you're approaching those leads to make it a great return on investment for you. And I'd love to, you know, just kind of hear some insights from you on how you're addressing those home advisor leads to, to make it a win for you. It's kind of a secret here, Josh. Uh, I don't know if we really want to. <laughs> no, we just, we, we'll say it this way. We follow what we do in every other aspect of our business, and that's just, putting our customers first and um, really taking the time to, you know, contact them. The, the number one thing with home advisors, you have to contact them and you have to be in contact with them. And um, that's the hardest part. And now it's so competitive. If you're not the first one on the phone, you're, you're done. You're done. <laughs> so yeah. you make sure to keep up with that and just make sure to keep up with the customer, you know, and, and we just, like I said, we just try to relay what we do with everything else with Home Advisor as well, and it works very well for us. Um, we make sure that we get those online or those Home Advisor reviews, which are make us look stronger in the eyes of the customer as well. So it's a it's a mix of the credibility that you have from the reviews on Home Advisor directly, where they say, okay, these guys are legit. I mean, look at all these reviews versus mm -hmm. some of the others that don't have any, and the proactivity of the effort. So when you get a uh, home advisor lead, just probably like any of the other leads you get, you're calling those people immediately. You're sending a follow-up email, and you're diligently monitoring and managing that lead follow-up process. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I hear every day, oh, home advisor is a waste of money. I can't, you know, you don't make any money on home advisor. But I think if you do it right, like you guys are saying, it, it actually can be a, a, a profitable piece of your online marketing strategy. It's very profitable, very, very profitable. I mean, it's all about how you, how you go about it. We, we take things, we take a little different approach for things here, but it's very, very profitable. Beautiful. And so tell me, tell me about Yelp. I mean, the thing I always hear from people on Yelp is, oh, my reviews all get filtered, and, you know, nobody looks on Yelp when they need a plumbing business. Uh, but you're saying it, it's a great fit for you. Tell me a little bit about wh why you think that is. Yeah, I'll I'll jump into that one. So I'm actually a you know a Yelp advocate to the highest extreme. <laughs> All right, I, I used to hate Yelp. Yeah, Dan, yeah, most people. Yeah, yeah Dan yeah. used to hate Yelp, and like yeah, like you said, most people do. Um, most most business owners do. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of business owners. In fact, if you watch the news recently, a lot of people are trying to sue them and everything. But I've been a Yelp advocate since the beginning, and I've had one. Thing that I've told every business owner that I've ever talked to if you treat your customers well yep. how they should be treated you give them value you give them respect you're gonna earn good reviews on Yelp mm -hmm. and if you earn those good reviews on Yelp yes some of them might get filtered and there's a reason that they get filtered and I and I strongly believe that it's a good reason there's so many people out there who, that will go and create fake emails just to either give a positive review for a company or give a negative review for a company. And if you're not an active Yelp member, 
those reviews will get filtered. And to me, that's fine. If we have, I mean, we have, a, I haven't checked it recently, actually, because I don't keep up with that side too much. Um, my assistant in the office does, but we have a ton of filtered reviews, and that's fine. We have worked harder at, you know, just specifically targeting our customers who come in from Yelp and ask for a Yelp review instead of asking everybody for a Yelp review. Um, but it's huge, and, and just understanding that one fact that, you know, you have to understand that whatever your service is, is that that's going to be put out on Yelp. <laughs> yeah. So you have to stand behind your word and make sure to offer it. I'm not going to say that we don't have any bad reviews. We have a, a couple, a couple bad, bad reviews on Yelp, and those bad reviews, you know, you're not going to satisfy every customer. And um, all we do when we do get bad reviews and good reviews as well is we, we respond to them. If it's a good mm -hmm. review, we say thank you. We make sure that our voice is being heard as a as a business. And if it's a bad review, we make sure we sleep on it first. Yeah. We <laughs> we yeah don't, don't 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 chastise them, right? Yeah, no, no we yeah. sleep on them. You you definitely can't go out there and yell at the customer and and tell them how wrong they are. <laughs> we just approach it very nicely and subtly, and you know, thank you so much for your honest feedback. Um, you know, we do understand that this was the situation and we, we sort of explain our side of the situation very nicely though. And, you know, again, we thank you for your honest feedback. We hope that, you know, once we get that review, we do try to make an effort to contact that customer if we can and try to make them happy. <laughs> um, and we always put on there, you know, we hope that our efforts to resolve your problem have found you well. And, you know, again, we thank you. So we're very, um, humble and you know take a different approach yeah we we understand that those are the reviews if, if you're a yelper like i am because i'm a yelper in my own personal life but if you're a yelper when i go and look and there's a company with you know 30 awesome reviews and there's two bad ones you better believe that i'm going to read those two bad reviews and try to right. understand so for me if a com if somebody comes to our company and they read those two bad reviews I want them to have something else to read as far as what we responded to. Sure. So again, it goes back to since you have such a great customer experience and you're so focused on keeping your, your real customers, your active customers happy, that's one of the reasons Yelp works so well for you because you're providing a great experience and they're, they're more than happy to go in and write good things about you. Yeah, in fact, um, we just joined the industry network next star and we just got back from a, a conference out in minneapolis where it was a little chilly but um one thing that we learned out there was you know good work isn't good enough anymore you know you can't just do a good job um if a customer thinks like okay they did a good job you're just mediocre you have oh, you the expectation, right? Yeah, yeah, you have to go above uh, and beyond yeah. to stand out in today's market. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Powerful, powerful stuff, guys. I mean, this is some, some great, great information. Um, I know that we're, we're about to hit the, the hour mark, so I don't, I'm going to try and speed things along. Um, out of the services that you guys are offering, and I know you're a full-service plumbing company, what, which ones tend to be most profitable for you? That that um, that'll be a no-brainer. I mean, we're we're really big in uh, in sewer repair, drain work. Um, okay. 
yeah, those are definitely the most profitable for us. If it was up to me, that's all we would do. <laughs> but it's I mean, sure it's tough for you guys yeah. is where the where the money's at. Yeah, but but I tell my guys all the time, there's no such thing as a bad call. Every call is a great call. You know, you approach it, you approach them all the same. They're all good calls. They're all all business is good business. Mm-hmm. Are there any new services you guys are starting to become? Uh, you know, you're noticing or are, are becoming more profitable or more prevalent in your market. Um, I mean, within the last few years, we've definitely seen a lot of the trench list, you know, the, the sewer stuff, the, the different methods of replacing sewers. Um, okay. I've actually been been involved with that throughout my whole life, so I mean, I've always been on top of that market as far or as far as knowing that market. But yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, I guess the most po- popular thing around this area. Sorry about that. Oh, well, that's okay. Um, what's really yeah, I think it would be the sewers and the router stuff. That's that's really big in this market. Perfect, great. So you guys mentioned you mentioned NextStar. Um, what well, I guess other than that, if maybe that's that's the only one. What organizations are you involved with that you feel like you've gotten uh, value from? We just recently joined NextStar. I mean, we're like I said, I, you know, we've picked NextStar's brain since we started. We've, you know, we've been on plumbing and mechanical, reading their articles, trying to do as much homework as we can, and, and we finally decided, hey, we should, we should, we should, you know, we should go check it out. We went to Indian, Indianapolis two months ago, mm-hmm. um, and we loved it. It's, it's so much resources, so much information. Uh, it's definitely, definitely mind and game changing. We we're actually really on the fence about joining because we felt like we had a really strong base already. Mm-hmm. And what was portrayed to us just from talking to them over the phone and, you know, on their website, it was that they were going to provide us a lot of, you know, marketing and those type of resources. And I really was resistant because I felt that we already had a lot of those business practices in place. And I felt like we were above um, a lot of people in our market. But we did go to Indianapolis as. Um, what they call VIPs. So we just we went didn't go as members. We went just to go check it out. And mm-hmm. what we we realized really really quickly when it came to NextStar is that we weren't. I mean their resources are amazing. So don't get me wrong here. But we our number one thing was the network, the people that we talked to, the relationships that within the last two months we've built and. They've been amazing to be able to talk to other business owners and other managers and people who are in our positions elsewhere around the U.S. Um, even some here in California, in Southern California, not too far from us as well. And just be able to openly talk to people who you would normally consider your competition, but they're not. And they're more than willing to help and give you advice. and. You know, so our marketing hasn't changed and probably won't change too much, but as far as our business practices and things, we're, our, it's just helping us grow a little bit stronger. And it's definitely, nice. definitely, we see it already as a, a, a big benefit. benefit oh, yeah. I mean, being able to talk to different owners with the same struggles and the same questions, I mean, what next one's going to tell you is, you know, they're going to, Save you ten years of trial and error, you know. Being able to talk to other people, you save so much time. And said, "Oh, okay, awesome. I don't have to do this. I already know the answer, right?" Right. So that's been uh, that's been a slam dunk for you guys, and you really oh, yeah. anticipate great benefits from that. 
that information and also that that network of world class, you know, they're top of the line plumbing and HVAC business owners. Definitely, definitely top five star stuff. And so outside of Nextar, you know, what other books, training programs do you feel have influenced your success? And by, you know, no question, I mean, it's a tremendous success that you guys um, have experienced over the last three years. So I, I'm, I'm sure there have been other books, information that you've consumed that, that contributed to that. Uh, like I said, we're, the only people we really picked your brains would be Hubis uh, and Nelson, and uh, just re I guess we did a lot of homework on reading plumbing and mechanical. Every time that article, that magazine would come in, we would read that thing from top to bottom. Okay, we that that'd be it. Yeah, right? we've never really done any training. Um, I think your your SEO book, that, the first book that you sent, we just got your new one, which I haven't had a chance to dig into yet, but. I think your first book, I, I use that a lot. <laughs> so when you talk about books, it's, you know, that was one thing that I used from right from the get-go in trying to get our website up and running. Um, but yeah, we, you know, I, myself, my parents have owned their business, have owned their own business for about 36, 37 years now. And so a lot of it just comes from experience and knowing that, you know, um, knowing the hard work that goes into it. Mind you, I don't own this company. I'm here helping Daniel, but um, I treat it like it's my own because I know, you know, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be taken care of. Um, so it's just having that experience, that business mentality. And I mm -hmm. think it's big in portraying that to our employees as well and making them feel like part of, we call it a family. We're the DCP family. And, you know, we make them buy into that as well and we want them to because we want them to feel like they have a voice here um so a lot of it is just that the relationships and the experience it doesn't so much come from a book or a training manual it's just building on what we already know and what makes us feel good i guess you can say no definitely <laughs> we're definitely a, the, the culture here is really a beautiful thing i mean my guys can come in with with, with anything and you know, we'll definitely help them out it's always a uh, you know, we're always open towards anything here with our with our employees, and they really appreciate it. Awesome. And so, you know, just in, in wrapping up, you know, what would you say to the to the owner of the plumbing business that's you know really not where they want to be, but they really want to take it to the next level? What what nuggets of wisdom or advice would you offer to them? Don't be afraid to change, and uh, don't be afraid to ask questions and look for help. That's probably one thing I would say. Ask questions, look for help, do some homework, you know, ask. You're not going to know until you ask. Sure. Yeah, we always say, you know, it's always, you're always learning. And when you stop learning, you stop growing. We're always, like Daniel said, we're always picking up those P&M magazines. We're always online reading articles, and we'll throw articles back and forth at each other, like, oh, did you read this? I mean, I, I think I've heard every podcast you've ever you've ever done. I mean, I, and I, I think I've, I've taken notes on some, so we definitely do our homework here. We're really big on doing our homework. Yeah, you have to stay awesome. active in the industry and know what's going on around you. Good deal. Well, I mean, th this, this has been tremendous. I, I can't imagine anyone listening to today's interview that's not going to be able to take a handful of things and say, you know, man, you know, Daniel Cordova Plumbing grew from scratch to over a million dollars 
in in a period of three years, and it's just tremendous. And it's amazing that you guys are willing to be so open and to share, you know, what's worked for you, and and be willing to lay the the foundation and lay some of the groundwork that other plumbing and HVAC business owners can um, can benefit from. So uh, thank you guys for spending the time and for being so willing to share. Well, th thank you, Josh. It's actually quite an honor. I mean, I, I, like I said, we've done a lot of home, a study on you and listened to many podcasts in the past, and we're like, when are we going to be on that thing, right? <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> so it's quite an honor. Yeah, and faster than, probably faster than you anticipated. So um, Much that's faster. Much faster. <laughs> Outstanding. Outstanding. Well, well, we'll wrap it up there. You know, obviously, if you want to get more interviews, more podcasts of, interviews with other plumbing and HVAC business owners similar to this. You can go to plumbingmarketing.net. Uh, there we've got an inventory of the, the historic ones, and you can register to be alerted as new interviews are posted. So hope you found great value from this episode, and we'll, we'll look forward to talking with you again soon.